Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Potted Playground right here on the Live Paranormal Radio Network. You can find us at LiveParanormal.com. You can find us at iHeartRadio.com, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM. There are more than I'm probably not even saying pretty much suffice to say. You can find us everywhere. Uh, I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host. And I come to you live from my home in Los Angeles. Every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time, you can find me at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com and everywhere on social media, just at Sheena Metal. Uh, this show is about everything that lives beyond the dimensions of the earthbound plane. So whether you're a psychic medium or you've seen a ghost or you believe there's a Loch Ness Monster in your above ground swimming pool, it all belongs here on Haunted Playground. And every week on the show, I gather folks that I believe are the brightest and the most beautiful minds and hearts and souls in both the paranormal and the spiritual communities. And we talk about every little thing that you can imagine, everything that lives beyond the earth plane, everything that we are all so fascinated about, the things that we believe in, but the things that we don't necessarily have the answers for, which makes it just that much more fun, right? Um, My guest today is making his debut on any of my shows, which is how did that even happen? He's an award-winning filmmaker. He's also a pencil portrait artist, and uh, he's got some cool paranormal stuff to share. He's done a lot of things in the paranormal community And it's an honor to have him here on the show. I've known him for a while, but this is my first time having him here on the show with me. And he has many things to talk about, including um, his appearance on My Ghost Story and his film and all kinds of cool stuff. Please welcome to the show the wonderful Alex Monty Kanawati is here. Hello, my friend. How are you? It's uh, good to hear you. How are you? How are you, my friend? Nice to hear you from you. I'm here. Let's do it. Um, I'm really That's looking exciting. forward to um, this. Is exciting. You know, I've been we've been talking for a while, and then uh, you know it materialized that you invited me, and I think this is a good time because I just recently discovered uh, this was in August 2021. I didn't know this, but uh, until a few weeks ago, that the Independent put Return of Avalon on the list of scariest movies of all time. Uh, you know, with movies like The Omen and The Exorcist. So let's Go talk ahead. a little bit about Babylon. Since you brought it up, why don't you tell my um, listeners that might not be familiar with it a little bit about what it's about and, and how you're involved. 
Okay, well, I always was fascinated with silent cin- cinema. You know, I went to USC Film School, and you have to take a whole year of silent films. And I think a, it's a lost art form, and I was always fascinated because it, uh, silent cinema is cinema in its purest form. It's a shame that they don't make more of that anymore. But it was only a, an art form that lasted 29 years. There's something haunting about it. And, um, you know, if you look at a silent film, it's just different than a sound film. You know, it's a whole art form. And I wanted to pay homage to that. So I, you know, was always fascinated with black and white and that time era. So I thought, let me do a silent movie about true stories because truth is stranger than fiction. And all these stories of Rudy Valentino and Alma Rubens and Theodore Vera, they were just so fascinating. You know, a lot of people know Gene Harlow and Joan Crawford, but they don't really know the silent cinema, the pioneers of our country, of our, of our industry. You know, G.W. Griffith, who just had a birthday, and he was born 1875, and Eric von Stroheim, I mean, these are phenomenal talents, and they're forgotten, so I wanted to pay homage to them. I think that's beautiful. And, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about I've lived here since I was 13, so I'm originally from the East Coast where all the ghosts are on battlefields. But I came here not knowing what a haunted place this is. The whole Los Angeles. And I think that part of it is the spiritual energy of having mountains on one side, desert on the other, and ocean on another. You're pretty much sitting in a hotbed, right, of spiritual activity. That's true. That's true. All the spiritual and emotional things that come with the entertainment industry, and then everything just gets off the hook. So if you haven't been here or you're not familiar with it here, Everything, whether it's the Queen Mary, the Surf City, U.S., where I grew up, Disneyland, Hollywood Boulevard, it's all completely haunted, right? I get, You know what's interesting? When I filmed, I was really, really blessed that I filmed in four estates of silent movie stars, and one of them was Falcon Lair, which belonged to Rudy Valentino. I knew the owner, and he told me that there, it was haunted. And so I think, you know, shooting at Barbara Lamar's uh, Antonio Moreno, he was the star with Clara Bone the Ick, we shot at the Norma Talmadge estate, which my friend actually, Sue Wong, the fashion designer, owns now. And she said there's a lot of magic there. And when we were filming, Jennifer Tilly, we were filming with Jennifer Tilly playing Clara Bow in the Norma Talmadge estate, which is now called the Cedars. And she kept saying, spirits are touching me. Well, I really paid no attention to this she, you know, until later on when we looked at the footage. In frame-by-frame analysis, the actors were clearly morphing, and it was just mind-blowing to me that that Lon Chaney, the Phantom of the Opera, Nosferatu, the famous cinema vampire, all these wonderful characters are making themselves known in frame-by-frame study. And it's now, I mean, I'm really blessed that this caught the attention of a director named Matt Riddlehoover. So there's a documentary now on the making of Return of Avalon. And it's really, really fascinating, Sheena, because I went to film school, and films don't animate themselves. So we knew that some higher power was trying to send a message through the movie. You know, it was really, really fascinating for me. I mean, I'm discovering new images all the time. And, you know, we got a lot of notoriety when A&E's My Ghost Story approached me in in 2010. And that, like, set 
the phenomenon, you know, uh, it, you know, in repeated airings throughout the world, people took notice of the film. So I'm really grateful that that my ghost story put me on their first season, you know. And um, well, it's fascinating to see how far we've come. We're seeing that. I love my ghost story. Mark Phillips is a dear friend, and I adore him. Um, we're, we're seeing now how so many films, right, um, either if the subject matter is supernatural or the place that they're filming in has a history that everyone on the set is having experiences from actors to grips to caterers to the teamsters, like everybody on the set. They're having That's fascinating. And sometimes the That's fascinating. stuff than what you're seeing in front of the camera, right? Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. I, sometimes what you're seeing behind the scenes is crazier than what you're seeing in front of the camera. <laughs> the, the making of – that could be true. That could be true, yes. Uh, you know, life um, is – you know, truth is stranger than fiction, really. Truth is stranger than fiction. You know, I um, I was just really blessed. And, I've, you know, since the discovery of the images, I started having a supernatural manifestations. I mean, I had an appearance by Alfred Hitchcock, which is, you know, he's one of my idols. And I thought, wow, how very moving. And I'm in a waking stage, you know. And it, it's kind of good to know, you know, that there is this everlasting life, Sheena, you know, that there is another dimension. It's not just the cemetery and it's over and there's an expiration date. You know what I'm saying? We do take on another energy and another dimension. And it, that's wonderful to me. That's fascinating to me, you know, that we're reunited with our loved ones. I do 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 believe that, you know, and and it really Valentina has appeared to me four times, and it's just really I'm so blessed to be able to experience this phenomenon, and not be judged for it, you know. I mean, it, of course, you know, a lot of people frown on it, but I think, I think in the last decade or since I think 2006, the fascination with paranormal started becoming more pronounced, more prevalent in, in filmmaking and TV shows. It's just like the door, definitely since the 90s, there has been an interest in supernatural phenomenon. Well, and just like in the 18th, right? So I have this theory, Alex, what? that I talk about on the show a lot. I have this theory I talk Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. I talk about on my shows a lot. That, and in the 1800s, right, the late 1800s, when the industrial age was flourishing, people became very fearful of machines taking everything over, right, war of the worlds, like ideas like that. So they started looking to the supernatural for answers, right? What's it all about? Where do we go when we die? What do dead loved ones have to say to us? Is there a God? Is there an afterlife? Well, then, and the whole spiritualist movement happened then, right? Then in, at That's the end true. of the 19th, when the technological age took everything over and suddenly it was the internet and computers and people began to fear again. And when we begin to fear our existence, we start asking questions like, what's it all about? And then in the nineties and eighties and the nineties and into the two thousands, like at the end of the 1800s, the huge spiritualist movement again, but this time it was psychics and paranormal shows. And I really think that when we begin to fear 
what's going on on the earth, we start to ask the questions of what's going on beyond the earth. You know, um, what I got, being clairvoyant, the unnerving images, because this was really interesting, we shot the day before 9-11 on September 10, 2001, and that day in particular, we shot Theta Bear with her crystal ball and ghost fairies, and that, a lot of disturbing images, Sheena, were discovered in that material, the footage from the eve of 9-11. And you, my understanding as a clairvoyant is that, those images represent the humanity of the evil that was going to take place within 24 hours. I mean, it's very deep, Sheena, very, very deep. And it's kind of like, look at where our society has gone. I mean, there's just, there's no, there's, my God, I mean, just look at the news. There's, there's no respect for human lives, you know? There's no respect. I mean, today was the funeral. You know, everyone's talking about it. This Tyler gentleman who just got pulled over in his car. I mean, people don't have value for human lives. And I think the spirit world uh, is troubled by that. You know, there's definitely a statement when you see witches and demons and ghosts in the movie. I mean, look at where this world is going. There's a disregard for human lives. Now, interestingly enough, when Hitchcock appeared to me, guess what his connection is to 9-11? Anthony oh, Perkins' yes. wife was on Flight 11. Anthony Perkins, who was the star of Psycho. She, was, she, she perished in Flight 11, the mom of, wow. of Anthony Perkins' kids. Yeah, so it was very pronounced, you know, like, it's really deep, you know? It's really deep. I do believe the film needs to be studied more, and I'm grateful that Matt Riddlehoover is doing a, a documentary on it, Sheena. I'm grateful to be on this show, you know, to talk about it. And it was, it was an honor that The Independent put the film, you know, on their list of 17 scariest movies. You know, it was, just, it was like, wow, because I was struggling with this whole notion, Sheena, of am I successful? Well, you know, you're given this, this idea of Hollywood that you have to be a box office director, you know, to hit number one. Otherwise, you're not successful. It's a very pretentious town. So for me to, like, make that list with, like, Rosemary's Baby, who I just idolized, Roman Polanski, and The Omen, you know, it just made me feel good. It's not all about box office sales, you know. You want to make movies with an impact and a message, something that will change someone. You know, that's the whole idea of film is to enlighten people, you know, through art, I think, you know. Absolutely or to let people look at themselves. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna get all funky and weird on you now, um, Alex. But you're used to that from me. Um, Rosemary's Baby is a fictional story, but cults of Satanists are real. That's Satanists true. Living in your apartment, just acting like um, douchey yuppies, that's a real thing. I mean, not every Satanist wears a robe to work every day. That's so true. Could you get, you know, raped by the devil and have a devil baby? Well, that's a little out of my scope. But could you live in a building with creepy Satanists who then suck in your husband with the lore of a film career? That's 100% for real. Especially that's true. in Hollywood. There's a history, old Hollywood, right, of crap loads of black magic. I know, you know, it's really, I know, it's, I mean, even if you look at like, I mean, there was this whole concept 
which uh, was brought up when the Bette Midler movie, the recent one, came out, uh, the witch Hocus Pocus 2. People were actually bringing up the point that we were introducing the occult to children, you know? And think about, I mean, it is in a way, I mean, they're doing it in a kind of childlike way, but you're still introducing themes of the occult, Sheena. And, you know, that could be a dangerous proposition, a dangerous proposition. So it's very, it's a very deep subject. What's going on? I mean, I was a little shocked. Okay, so so I'm a child of the 70s, right? I grew up in the, I was a kid in the 70s. And I was a little shocked when I started watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I think was a fantastic show on Netflix. But the whole family were Satanists, and they were all saying, like, hail Satan. And um, Oh, my God, that's disturbing. Opposite of the light, they're the dark. But you're right. Like, people watching it, kids watching it, hopefully have parents that are explaining to them, look, this is a thing, but you have to choose whether you want to walk in the light or you want to walk in the dark because the occult always seems so fun. There's nothing wrong with the occult. There's tons of occultists that aren't practicing dark magic. Um, It's the darkness that we have to worry about. And it's not just a magic thing. There are tons of, you know, people that are Christians that are extremely dark. You know what I mean? You have to watch out everywhere you go for darkness. And there was a lot of darkness that came into old Hollywood, and people were very seduced by money. And there were a lot of very people plastic in – in old, um, you know, in, in old Hollywood. It was a thing, right? So, um, yeah. and you still feel that impression. When I was um, about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I did a play at the Stella Adler Theater, which is up above the Hollywood Wax Museum on, on Hollywood Boulevard. And when I would walk into rehearsals or into my call for the show at like 6, 7 o'clock, everything was you know, normal, normal Hollywood, what you normally feel from Hollywood. But walking out of that theater at 11 o'clock at night, the ghosts around 10 o'clock come up out of the streets there, and they're everywhere, right? I mean, they're visceral around you. Wow. Did That's you just feel amazing that to me, Shane. You know what? I was so busy directing. I know Jennifer Tilly was feeling it, and the crew was feeling being touched by spirits. I was so busy just doing the director, get the shot, and working with the DP, you know? So I didn't really notice the gravity of the situation until until I was in the editing room studying the film. And um, so it was – that's when it hit me. Yeah. yeah it's, you know it's what I'm saying, Sheena? Lot. It was really, really, it's a lot to say. I was like, I was trying to figure out how is it that these vampires and witches appeared with no hair and makeup or prosthetics or special effects on any kind, you know? <laughs> and then when, when right. I looked at like, when I looked at the 9-11 footage, that's when it hit me. I'm like, something deep is going on, you know? And I felt it was my responsibility. And then the ball just rolled. Like my ghost story, um, my friend Donna was, she referred me to uh, Christopher Sanders, and we were on the show on the first season. And I, I felt, at that point, I got some credibility. 
you know, and we've been on a roll with the movie. And I think, you know, I think this is, you know, this is very well going to go down in history as an important film because there is a message by a higher power being said. Like, I just discovered Lon Chaney a few days ago. Uh, I'm studying more of the footage, and we have so much footage. And, you know, it's a painstaking process to go frame by frame. And clearly Nosferatu the vampire appeared. And it was just like, wow. I mean, talk about a new form of cinema. You know, like, it, it, it's, it's, they're haunting images, but to me they're beautiful in their, in their grotesqueness. You know, there was something beautiful about the, these vampires and these witches, you know. I was really, really honored, you know, that I was chosen as the filmmaker as opposed to Steel, Spielberg or someone else, you know. So I'm really interested to know, like, you know, my, my documentary director has been thoroughly working on this movie for two years, and he's discovered a lot more images, Sheena, so I'm really curious to see what he has come up with, you know. That is so exciting. So, he's pulling most of the documentary images out of the actual film footage? Or he has painstakingly... He he has all the material, all the footage, and we shot a lot of material. I mean, I was really blessed to work with so many talented people, from Debbie Mazar, who plays Gloria Swanson, to Laura Herring, who's you know worked with David Lynch and Mahondrat, and Maria Conchita Alonso. She's a producer, and you know on March fourth, uh, Sheena, I hope you can make it. March fourth, we're having a screening in Pasadena. Um, of, of, of Return of Babylon with a party. And, and so I was really blessed to work with all these very immensely talented people. And um, I just never expected there would be a twist in the movie, you know, a twist. And it's really something to be examined and studied, uh, uh, to be studied. Uh, um, so we'll see where it goes, you know, from this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. I think it's wonderful. So, so what about you? What's your personal history with the paranormal, and how sensitive are you out? I mean, I started getting paranormal, uh, divine experiences around right after we shot. You know, I had an experience with Charlie Chaplin, and Rudy Valentino appeared to me. To, uh, Hitchcock appeared to me, and I was just, you know, it, it plays tricks. With, I mean, thank God that there were witnesses. Because if I was by myself, well, I did have Walt Disney appear to me, and I was alone. That was the only time I was alone. But the other times I was with people, so I had somebody to compare it to. Because, you know, you don't want to fall into this notion of am I hallucinating or is this mental illness? Because that could veer you in the wrong direction. Of course, that has to be addressed. So when there were witnesses, I was grateful that, you know, I, I, that Hitchcock visited me. Well, I was with someone else because we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's impossible for people to hallucinate the same thing. So I knew, okay, I'm a vessel of some kind. Sheena, I'm a vessel of some kind, you know, a messenger of some kind. And here, I, I mean, what an honor to be, to be visited by these iconic film people, you know, which is interesting because these are all people that worked with the majors, you know. They were all associated with the seven majors, MGM and Sony and Paramount. And I'm very, very independent. So I have yet to work with a studio. So it was interesting to me how I was being acknowledged by the majors in theory. 
You know, and that Rudy Valentino, I've had four experiences with him, and I'd play him in the movie. So it was very touching and very moving, you know, that you have to – I mean, I came to the conclusion that they helped me get the film done, especially since we filmed at Falcon Lair, which is Rudy's house. Right. You know, so I, I was right. really blessed, and, and I do believe that they sent the documentary uh, director, Matt Riddlehoover. He, he says this is ordained, the project. So it's wonderful. You know what, Sheena? I really – I mean, when somebody tells me they're atheist, I really feel bad for them because there's a magic and a special meaning that they don't live life with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. to me, having a spiritual connection, is, that's the most important thing in life. Is That's the most relation, the best relationship you can have is with the spirit world, you know, knowing that you're connected to them, you know, that, you know, there's an element of, of divinity, you know, that's so profound. And, I mean, like when I have hard days, you know, like, of course, I wake up thinking, am I ever going to direct again? This is such an elusive town, Sheena. Okay. And you think, okay, well, Hitchcock and Rudy Valentino appeared to me and Rudy Wink. So I know that my day just got better because I reflect on it. You know, that there's a sense, Sheena, that they're not going to let you down. You know, there's a loving, there was just so much love that emanated from them. And it's, you know, wonderful. You know, I went to Disneyland recently, and I was thinking, well, Walt appeared to me, and I, and I actually felt him with me, you know. Like, it's a beautiful thing. It's a really, really beautiful thing. It's a beautiful I, thing. And I think, yeah, I think it's – I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's unbelievable. And sometimes it just takes you being in the zone – for your psychic gifts to kick in, right? Isn't that interesting? I'm fascinated. It is. I am. I just have so much respect for psychics. You know what I mean? Your experience. I'm hoping. Based around your experience of how being around the paranormal picks your gifts up. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your movie career, but I think that. No, no, no. I'm open. That, that is a fascinating idea. Actually. I'm going to start venturing into that. Um, you know, uh, let's see. About psychics. And then you can learn about your own gifts and how being around all that psychic energy, making that film showed you your gifts. Cause uh, as a psychic myself, I'm fascinated by stories of how people's gifts emerged because it's different with every one of us. Correct. And sometimes you just have to be around it. I mean, this is a weird example, but look how many people realize they were gay by being around gay people. It's kind of the same thing. Sometimes if you're That's around ghosts, why, why are these ghosts acting like I'm their people? What's happening? Oh, oh. Uh, I'm a psychic. I mean, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to meet You know, own. that's a really interesting philosophy, Sheena. And I that's think a that very interesting a philosophy. And I think it's, to me, it's I mean, completely fascinating. Oh, my God. You know what, Sheena? I just can't wait to see what images the director, Matt Rillhoover, has, yeah. you know, has found. I mean, it, you know, it's a painstaking process, but you go through it frame by frame, and it, it's there, you know? And it's kind of like, wow, it adds a whole new dimension to the art concept. There's this whole layer, you know? And I'm, I'm blessed that I got cred- credited for it. 
you know, with my ghost story and the independent. And I mean, Return of Babylon has gone on to be a cult movie. So it'll be interesting, it, you know, Sheena, if the phenomenon continues into my next film, that would be interesting. So now I think I think going the route that you suggested, like the paranormal subject, that could be an interesting perspective. You know, I don't have any script or any any concept yet. You know, I was waiting for this documentary to come out and get an agency, but I'm going to gravitate towards that subject now that you've mentioned it, you know? Well, a couple things. First of all, I think you already technically have a film that has paranormal in it that is successful and has just been nominated with this honor. Secondly, you now have a documentary coming out about a film that you made where somebody is specifically looking for the paranormal aspects. So that's two major notches in your belt in the supernatural world. So why not make your next film full bore supernatural? Why not do something that's a story that's about the ghosts of Hollywood or and about how the energy here, right? The psychic energy here. um, Can you tell me that a lot of my clients are producers? The psychic energy here kind of, you know, brought out the energy inside of you and how that could do it to anyone. Anybody could be touched by that. That's true. Uh, But let me tell you, Sheena, I was caught off guard. When I went in to do these movies about solid movie stars, I had never any anticipation that I would be dealing with supernatural images. I mean, what a fascinating concept. You know, I mean, there's such a thrill. I mean, there's this one vampire. Her name was um, Gloria Cassell, and I was introduced to her by Maria Conchita Alonso, and she plays Daisy DeVoe opposite um, Clara Bow's character, which is Jennifer Tilly, well, she turns into a vampire, and that's like one of my favorites, a close-up of her. And the fangs, it's so pronounced, you know, and it's such a great, I mean, God is showing you his art, and it's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. How amazing that is. Yeah, how did you decide what actors you wanted to put in this film? Well, you know what? It started, they were episodic. And so there was a, you know, I did The Birth of Babylon, which was a one-reeler short with just my friends. And it was the William Desmond Taylor murder, which is still unsolved over 100 years later. I think it's 101 now. And so we did it with my friends, and it got a major award at a film festival. And I got the award at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, where there are spirits there. And I met Maria Conchita Alonso, and she said, well, when are we going to do the next one-reeler? So there were going to be a series of one-reelers. And I thought, okay, well, Maria could play Lupa Velez, you know, the Mexican spitfire. And then she introduced me to Jennifer Tilly, and Jennifer Tilly introduced me to Debbie Mazar, and it was just like so much fun, Sheena, you know what I'm saying? It was just like... You started creating, and I'm my own casting director, so it was like you, I know how to cast people that are an extension of themselves, you know? So it was just – I just grabbed – I had that, that, that distinct talent of saying, okay, well, Sheena, I want you to play a psychic investigator. Well, because you are, you know? So it just lended itself, you know? Like, okay, well – you know, Carrie could play, uh, you know, he introduced me to you, Carrie Escobia. Carrie could play, you know, a DJ in a nightclub. Well, because he makes music. So I knew how to gravitate towards that and, like, mold 
And um, it's just a fun experience. You know, I just love filmmaking because it brings people together and it incorporates so much art in one frame, you know, cinematography, costume, hair, makeup, acting, lighting, wardrobe, props. I mean, all of these music, you know, all these art forms come together to make a profound film. And that's why film is so powerful. You know, I mean, unfortunate enough that, I mean, with, I think a life without creativity, Sheena, it's pretty dreadful. I really do believe that, I mean, I'm grateful that I draw every day. Okay, I have that skill. I do believe, Sheena, if everybody was an artist, we'd have world peace. I really do. No artist wants to go to war. No artist wants to go to war. And it it just horrifies me how much violence there is. Yeah, I think if everybody was in touch with psychic gifts, we'd be a lot closer to world peace because everybody would be able to feel the hum of the earth. Exactly. Exactly. Sheena, exactly. That's another. You just enlightened me on that. You just enlightened me. You just enlightened me on that. That's true. Everybody would be able to feel the um, the 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 pulse of the everything and understand that there are people in pain. That these people need help. And people need food. And these people need enlightenment. And really tap into what everybody needs. I I agree with you. Because that's the hardest thing. I mean, for me, as a sometimes, because you know, I do my live videos three times a week, and um, um, I sometimes if I have a really busy one, like I had had thousands of people at once, and all of them texting me for readings, I can feel everybody's pain to the point where, I mean, I feel a little, kind of a little sick afterwards. I mean, it, it drains me. I bet. And I think if everybody felt that, and everybody understood what that felt like, everybody would want to make it better because everybody would want everyone to feel good and the world would be very different, but we're so myopic, right? We live in our bubble and sometimes we only think about what's going on with us. It's sad. That's true. That's true. We need to get out of our bubble. I think that's a super important Uh, thing. I mean, do you have any ideas? About how to get out of our bubble? (laughs) Yeah. I think we need to, I mean, this sounds like so uh, E.T., but I think we need to turn our heart lights on. We need to start realizing what's going on around us. We all have the ability to have more empathy. Empathy is a muscle. You know, you turn it on, and the more you use it, the more you notice, and then the more you notice, the more you use it, and it's like a, a rolling stone gathering moss, right? I mean, we... We need to turn our empathy. And I understand that we do things to purposely shut our empathy off, like, you know, we smoke pot all day and we take opiates and we, um, we turn on the Internet and we turn on the TV and we zone out. And that's okay. It's okay sometimes to zone out because we need a break, but sometimes right. you've got to, like, turn on. Like what they say in the 60s, right, to tune in and turn on, sometimes you've got you to do that because you have to realize, what's going on around you. And it doesn't always mean watching the news because every news channel is that person's, that group's perspective. It means you have to turn on inside of your heart and start feeling what's going on around you. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I think that, look, all the actresses that you used in that film, the ones that you just mentioned are all actresses that are very tuned into their own empathy. So it doesn't surprise me that they go to places and have experiences. 
um, most actors have to be tuned in because they need that to do the work. But you know what? Not all actors are tuned in. Some actors are just like anybody else. They tune out. So it's just a matter of you just have to be involved, right? You have to get involved in what's going on around you. And um, We definitely need more compassion. We do. We need a lot. And I can tell that you're a person who really tunes into that. If you weren't always that person, you certainly have become that person. Yeah. And um, I I love the idea that you are um, – that you're excited about your next project, and I love how much this film changed you. I think all those stories are so inspirational for people, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be really curious to see what what level – Return of Babylon, you know, we'll go to next. Uh, I was really interested, you know, maybe on your downtime, you could look at these images and see if you pick up any psychic messages yourself. That would be interesting to me, you know, because it would be hard would for me to be objective about it. I would love it. And tell your director if he needs to interview somebody that wants he wants a psychic perspective, that I would be happy to volunteer that. 100%. Oh, I'll definitely message him. Now, I'm out of curiosity because this is my first, real, my first internet show. How how is the viewership on this? This is something that it's live. They can hear it now, right? While we're doing it. Yeah, but mostly it goes out at midnight tonight to all of our syndicators, and that's when it gets really big. That's when it goes to iHeart and everything else. And you can hear it on right. Talk, you can hear it on normal.com, but at midnight it goes to like, it goes to iHeartRadio.com, it goes to Google Podcasts and iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and Podmatic and Player FM. Yeah, it goes everywhere. How interesting, how interesting. How and fascinating. Right because yeah. the word of all the things that we're talking about, of all the messages that we're discussing that are important are all are all out there now, and I think that's important too. So let me ask you something. When you started yeah. having visitations like the Alfred Hitchcock visitation, um, was that something that was was that freaky for you? Was it scary at first? It was no. There was okay. There was one experience that I had with Mother Mary. I saw her floating on the side of a church, and that was really intense. That was really really intense. I almost collapsed on that one. But the other ones, Hitchcock and Walt Disney and and Charlie Chaplin, they were whimsical. Uh, it, they looked like the Haunted Mansion Hitchhikers. They had that hologram feel, and it was very whimsical and very enchanting. I was just elated, you know, with them, with those. And, you know, Sheena, it's been a while since I've had one of those experiences. 2016 was the last time. So it's like I'm ready for another one, you know. I'm ready for another one, another experience. And, and hopefully this time, like, my film skills will come to use, you know, that I'll be able to photograph or videotape them. Now, that is something I really want to sink my teeth into. Like, I, I do a lot of prayer. I think prayer is important, and it, it makes me feel good. You know, I pray for – I'm really grateful for what God's given me, and, and, and I think it's important to look at the, half, at the, at the, at the glass half full, not half empty. And be grateful for, you know, a lot of people, I think we tend to complain that things didn't go right in our lives. And I think it's important, very important to show the good things in life, you know, what is going right. And that's how I get through. So I've been praying that I get another visitation. I mean, I would love to see Rudy Valentino again and let, you know, allow him to photograph him, you know. 
that would just be illuminating for me. I told Matt Little Hoover that his. Go ahead. When, when you saw him, what was that like? And and why do you oh, think my... Valentino? I mean, you mentioned. Well, I played him. Time, so sort of get on your radar. I, I played him. You know. I played him in Return of Babylon. We shot at Falcon Lair. And in fact, I own his ruby ring, the, the Valentino Guglielmi family. They were so appreciative of my film that they gave me his ruby ring. Could you believe it? It's in a safety deposit wow. box now, a gold ruby ring. That I, yeah. So when he, when he appeared, he was with uh, Charlie Chaplin. And he winked. And it was that feeling, you know what? This was February, February 2004. In Ojai, California, and when he winked, it was just so filled with love. In that one moment, I thought, "Wow, this guy really has my back." I got a lot of clarity. Like Return of Babylon basically came easy for me. In a town where it's really difficult to make movies, Sheena, it's like building a bridge. It's a lot is involved, finances and scheduling, and and everything really came effortlessly with Return of Babylon. You know, so I was really grateful to him that he 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 orchestrated me filming at his home. You know, and I'm yeah. really really anxious yeah. to see him again. I'm really anxious to see him again. And and and, and you know, he winked, and Charlie Chaplin was standing next to him behind a, a silent movie camera. It was just glorious, Sheena. I'm really really lucky. I mean, sometimes I wake up and I, I get bitter that I haven't directed. You know. My Pulp Fiction, and you know, I, I mentioned Quentin because he helped me with Return of Avalon. We, he helped cast a role. He's a wonderful man. But you know, you want that commercial hit, and you know, Sheena, this is a town of appearances. You know, if you don't have that commercial hit, you're front. This is the only industry of all the film industries in the world where, you know, they throw you under the bus. You know, you could be Meryl Streep, and if you have three bombs in a row, they'll never hire her. It's only in this town. It's a town of appearances. And it's kind of nice to wake up and go, well, Charlie Chaplin and Hitch. Go ahead. It's also a town of resurrection and comebacks, too, though. It's also a town of very forgiving. Look at Jennifer Tilly and how many times she's reinvented herself. I mean, it just just allows you to continue to reinvent yourself. I think I have to reinvent myself about every two years reinvent myself. Um, and it's not just the entertainment world in mind to reinvent myself every couple of years. That's interesting. That's an interesting philosophy. It's just the way it is. And it's also a town that loves a comeback story. It loves a resurrection. It loves a rebirth. And, and now, true. luckily, right, because of technology, you can make a movie with, like, nothing. I mean, you can make a movie on your iPhone. It just has That's to be true. passion. You That's can replace true. That's uh, true. Budget, and and you replace passion for budget now, which you couldn't do like in the eighties, you know. That's true. That's true. That's true. So I'm grateful, you know. God has given me so much, and I'm really, really, yeah. I'm just like I can't wait for the for the the documentary is called Hollywood Celebrity, and um, and. I'm just anxious because it plays like a, a documentary. There's a documentary called The Thin Blue Line. It was a true story of a murder mystery, and it has a great feel. And Matt said it's along that style of a thin blue line. So it's unconventional. It's haunting. And sometimes, it's, it, it, you know, it's a great story, but you don't want to be the protagonist in it, Sheena. Uh, but I am the protagonist in it, you know. And sometimes oh, no. it could be very mentally exhausting, you know, when it's your life story. It's a great story. 
it's a great story, Sheena, you know, but there are a lot of challenges, and I guess that's what life is, right? I mean, to overcome these challenges and without snapping and losing your mind, you know, and like yeah. to tune out, to tune out and, 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 you know, not go off the deep end. But I think that's why we're here every incarnation on this earth, right, to overcome obstacles. Since every time we come back on the earth, every life is a semester of school. It's like soul school. And this is our this every semester of soul school we have different lessons we have to learn. So it is hard, yes, but it's also glorious. But yes, it also is difficult. Yeah, I mean I've been struggling with Will I direct again? Will I direct? Which is common. I mean, even Betty Davis and Joan Crawford were worried, you know, and they got together and did whatever happened to Baby Jane, you know, which resurrected right. both of them. They had not had a long, hit for like a decade, you know, a decade. The whole 50s, they didn't have hits, I was just told. And um, it's great, you know, to be able to, to say, hey, Sheena, how could we do this? And to plan and, and, and to, you know, overcome. It, it, it is glorious. Yes, it is. And I think the, the, what I learned, while life could be grueling, it, Charlie Chaplin said this, a day without laughter is a day gone wasted. And I think we need to laugh more. You know, I think life is meant to be enjoyed and put on some music and dance and do a waltz or take a ballet class or a piano class and take an art class, you know. Life is meant to be really enjoyed. And, you know, he said – uh, a day without laughter is a day gone wasted, and I go ahead and add to that, like, if you don't have a sense of humor, you don't make sense at all. And I think that that's the key, is to uplift and, and, and bring, you know, compassion and, and a little bit of comedy to people. I think I, what I love is the ability to make people laugh. I was, you know, I was always good with that. And that's a wonderful feeling to be able to I, – I really want to direct a musical comedy or a romantic comedy. One day, you know, a romantic comedy, something lighthearted and fun, you know, putting the energy out there. So, but you definitely have me intrigued with this paranormal aspect now, you know, to do a psychic movie. Well, I think it's you know, Sheena, such I'm a definitely going to meditate. Go ahead. I, I, I get good. I think you could meditate on it. I think it's become such an important part of you. I mean, look what happened. You made this movie and this gateway open. And you started having your own psychic premonitions and visitations, and that's a big deal. I mean, I think people would want to hear the story about how that happened. Right, right. So I'm going to start meditating. You got me excited about that. I'm so glad you got me on your show because now you, you've opened my mind up to this. I mean, people, people have said, you know, well, what's your next story? And I really have no idea. Now, now you got me meditating on it. I'm, I'm actually quite excited. That's what I was saying earlier. This can you tell that a lot of my clients are film producers and screenwriters. People kind of use me sometimes just to give them ideas. But it's, it's funny because when I was an artist and I hadn't really come out of the psychic closet and I just worked in the entertainment world, I would come up with ideas for people's movies and stuff all the time. People take me to dinner and say, okay, what do you think about this? It never occurred to me I was using my psychic gifts when I was doing it. And, but now That's I amazing. That's yeah. brilliant, Sheena. Yeah, if you have I any ideas, let me know. Yeah. Oh, I have a ton of ideas. Sure, yeah. Because then, then the story comes out, and um, I feel like there's a I, – I, I helped a little bit to make somebody's dream. You have a fingerprint on there. You have a – exactly, you have a fingerprint on there. 
Yeah, I, I you have like a fingerprint on there. You know, interestingly enough, I, I'm sorry. I did a short film with a gentleman named David Tillman. He's a psychic, and it was about a man haunted by Mother Mary imagery, and she appeared to me on, on June 15, 2016. Three, three days after the nightclub Pulse Massacre in Orlando, okay. and she denounced it, you know, that this was a horrible, horrible tragedy and that God loves his gay children, you know, and that, it, yeah. you know, there, there was nothing shameful or sinful about same-sex attraction. And I thought that was an important message. And I think that would bring comfort to millions of people, Sheena, because in 70 countries in the world to this day, 2023, they criminalized same-sex attraction. That means punishable by death. And that's an atrocity. You know what I'm saying? You yes. may not agree. I, I don't agree with veganism. Okay? Uh, to me, it doesn't work. Okay, but I'm not going to attack and put people in jail for being vegan and, and murder them. You know? Yes. I mean, what, how life would, life would be so boring, Sheena, if everybody agreed on everything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, everybody has a right to love who they want. I mean, as long as it's not child molestation or rape, you know, I'm saying please. So she denounced it. And I'm hoping for that message to come out because a lot of people struggle yeah. with that in countries where, you know, uh, you know, I struggled with it, you know, myself. Like I asked David Tillman, is it against God? You know, and we're brought up in a society really, really, especially in the United States, you know, the psychology could be very warped here. And it's really a shame. So I was really grateful that I was given that message. Go ahead. Are you talking about homosexuality? I struggled with it, you know, a little bit in my, in my you know, process. And then I just sure. figured, you know what, God loves me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is not the norm. So, I mean, sure. it's okay to understand. But it was like well, when she I, appeared. I, and I, and I, I talk to my clients about this all the time. And I can tell you this without a doubt. Because I channel my messages and readings. I channel messages right from spirit, right from God energy, from source. I have never in all my time channeling ever heard God say anything about sexuality, gender, financial status, um, a level of education. God doesn't care about any of that. God doesn't care who you sleep with or if you decide to go to college or how much money you have or whether you want to call yourself he or her or they, <laughs> none of that has anything to do with your spiritual path. None of it. That's true. It's just that makes sense. Decisions. Just like God doesn't care if you're a vegan or a carnivore decisions. Those are earthbound questions. And on earth, God gives us free will to make the decisions we want to make. Um, now, right. if you're molesting a child or you're, um, you kill somebody for no reason or you're torturing an animal for sport, um, that's a whole different thing, right? You're hurting people. Right. That, that's a whole different Like you're bankrupting people like Bernie Madoff did. That's a whole other thing because that's, now that gets into sort of some of the spiritual energy of you are doing things that, that are putting darkness and not light into the world. But you know what? If you want to eat a hamburger or, you know, sleep with your buddy, nobody God doesn't care about that. I know, right, Sheena? Right. You go to the bathroom. These are not, whether you get a tattoo, these are just earthbound decisions. So people make those like the big God doesn't like tattoos. I don't give a shit if you have a tattoo. 
I mean, why, it's why art. in the world would that it's be art. spiritual power? God would not be oh, against I, art. That's about like, it's oh, art. God doesn't like you. Yours aren't pierced. You know what I mean? It's so silly. Right. So it's, it's such a strange thing, I think, for um, that we emphasize we, we, all this earth stuff, right? We, we focus, Alex, on that, and we don't focus on the bigger spiritual picture. And you were talking oh, about I think you're right. the world peace. That's why we don't have the world peace, because we focus on these tiny minutiae things and not on the big picture. I agree. Does that make sense? I agree, Shanna. Totally. It's a strange... It's a strange world, my friend. We live in a strange world. I mean, Shina, I'm hoping that we could make as artists and psychic channelers and messengers of God that we could make an impact and make this place a better place. I mean, you just look Absolutely. at the news and it's just horrifying to me. You know? I agree. And everybody in a different way. You know, I always tell my, my clients, just because you're a psychic, it doesn't mean you're meant to work as a psychic. You can be a psychic and be a doctor, a psychic and be a filmmaker. Hell, I was a psychic radio host and actor for years, never told a soul. You, your, your gift can be used in whatever your spiritual service is, right? So if you want to use your gift, Alex, to make movies, and it helps because you have that insight and you can channel the subjects of those that have passed that might be in the film, well, then that's fantastic. That's your service. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Sorry. I totally agree. To well, you're very – you. no, no, you have a lot of insight. You know, you have a lot of insight. I have a high respect for you, you know. Thank you. I have Thank a you, high respect so for you. So I'm really curious to see I, what, um, you know, the feedback on this show is going to be like, you know. I'm always looking to meet like-minded individuals. Sure, yes. Yes, and hopefully we'll both meet some through this broadcast. I mean, I've met so many amazing like-minded people through radio. I, I can't even begin to tell you. And through all my entertainment world and my and my spiritual world, uh, and both of my worlds coming together now, which is such a beautiful thing. You are wonderful, my friend. Yeah. Let's do this again. Love it. And where okay. can people find you online? Um, at, on Facebook, Alex Monty Kanawati, C-A-N-A-W-A-T-I, Alex Kanawati. And, um, hey, I mean, let me know if you can come March 4th to my screening in Pasadena for Return of Avalon. Yes, and right now I'll email, I'll email Matt Riddlehoover and see if, if, if he could – you know, I know he's interviewed over 70 people, so he might be, you know, tapped out. So, but I'll, I'll see because it would be great to get a psychic um, uh, uh, opinion on these images. I agree. Yeah, have him contact me anytime. You've got my info. Give him my number. And put, do me a favor and text me as we get closer to the screening and remind me. Absolutely. All right, we'll talk because soon I'd then. Love to. Thank you for being here, my friend. So wonderful to have you on the show. Such an honor to be with Alex today. Um, if you missed any of the links for him, you can also go to SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. That's my website. It's a little about my entertainment life, a little about my spiritual life, maybe a lot about my spiritual life. Find me there or find me everywhere on social media at Sheena Metal. Just at Sheena Metal, like my name. No spaces, no numbers, no extra letters. Those can all be bizarre internet trolls. We all deal with those. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. And I'm on YouTube. Go and find me. Um, and I do, a, I do live videos and psychic readings every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at 
4 o'clock Pacific time. Um, so I'll be going there right after this. Until I see you next time, my friends, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration and know that you are loved and you are loved and you're super loved by me. And I'll see you next time. Go forth and do good things. I'll see you next Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. I'm Sheena Metal, and this is Haunted Playground, live paranormal radio network and iheartradio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.